everyone, and welcome to Around the Campfire with Kate. I appreciate you joining me tonight for this week's episode titled Out in the Field and Forest, Easily Available Herbs and Plants for Survival. Come on in and get comfortable around the glowing embers around my campfire. The information in this episode is not by any means advice given for any medical condition or disease. Although I am a medical professional, the information described is for informational purposes only and in no way is to be construed as medical advice for diagnosing, prescribing in any capacity. I encourage you to seek medical advice from a qualified medical professional for any ailment or condition. And what we're going to talk about tonight, first of all, is this is right off of my head, so bear with me if I am a little bit slow in thinking about some things because I, even though I have my notes, I want to make sure that this is going to run smooth instead of trying to read from something. And as I think about all the difficult times ahead with the election and everything that seems to be happening with Antifa and BLM and all of those people, the following herbs that I will be talking about are the ones that I choose for my family that I think are the best herbs to become familiar with. I share these in the hopes that they may be a blessing to you because they have been for me and my family. And as an herbalist, I've studied hundreds of herbs, but very few have I gotten to know in a personal way other than these. We'll start with yarrow. I begin first with one of the most sacred and most powerful herbs of all. Uh, it's been said about 200 years ago or so by a holy man that when troubled times came, if you had sacred herbs, you would be able to ward off any type of plague or fever with yarrow. And by the way, this is a call-in show, so if you need to call in, it's 786-254-8127, or you can Skype in at PSN Radio. Let me repeat that. You can call in and ask some questions at 786-245-8127, or you can Skype in at PSN Radio. Let's get back to Yara. Yara is a powerful healer and a purifier. Um, it's been extremely beneficial in any types of disorders uh, such as abdominal ab- abdominal disorders, nosebleeds, migraine headaches, blood cleansing and renewal, bone marrow disorders, bleeding of the lungs, bleeding hemorrhoids, stomach bleeding, indigestion and heartburn, colds, flu, gas, liver disorders, constipation, lack of appetite, fevers, skin infections, boils, pimples. You get the picture. It Yarrow is good for a plethora of things. And you may now begin to appreciate why the old herbalists call yarrow a cure for all ills. Uh, Achilles, uh, yarrow is also called Aquila, which is a member of the sunflower family. Uh, It's a generic name for this plant uh, because legend says that Achilles used the plant to stop bleeding wounds for his soldiers. It's found along roadsides hillsides, low mountain ranges, it can also be cultivated. The best formula for influenza 
would be in equal parts of yarrow, peppermint, and elderflowers. You can drink it as a tea or a wine glass full three times a day. The parts used would be flowering tops and leaves. You can find it anywhere in the United States. The time, best time of day to collect it is 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and the best time of year to collect it is July and August. The next one is nettle. I've been very fond of nettle, like stinging nettle. I found it to be one of the most uh, valuable herbs in the field. Uh, many people uh, are somewhat leery about using nettle because of the stinging reputation that it has. But handled with gloves, it can be one of the most vibrant and best plants there is out there. Being a person who loves the outdoors... Um, and I exert high amounts of energy on long hikes in the mountains. I call stinging nettle my natural energizer. Uh, it kind of acts like a mild cayenne and stimulating circulation and reviving the, the tired body as, as you hike or you walk. Not only is it great for fatigue and exhaustion, it keeps my circulation at its best. And I never have cold hands and feet because it really, really helps. Nettle is great for, for the blood due to its high iron content and its high levels of vitamin A, C, and protein. Nettle is also good for your liver, gallbladder, uh, spleen disorders, headaches, dropsy, anemia, blood disorders, colds, flus, allergies, vascular contractions, faulty circulation, eczema, blood cleansing, blood building it stimulates the bowels and urinary tract it also helps the pancreas it also can be used as a hair wash to stimulate hair growth so if you're um if you are older and losing your hair use this as a wash to stimulate your hair growth because it really does work it's recommended to drink one part nettle one part horsetail two parts chamomile made into a tea regularly to maintain health and well-being the parts used would be the whole thing minus the roots you can find it anywhere in the united states the best time to collect it is between 9 a.m and 6 p.m and the time of year collected would be from june to october the next one would be horsetail, or commonly known as shave grass. I esteem horsetail as the most valuable herb for building calcium in the body and uh, preventing arthritis and rheumatism-like pains. It, its appearance is twofold. It can first, it's okay. Its first year appears like briskly uh, horsetail which um, is how I prefer to use it is within the first year because it the, the medicinal qualities seem to be higher. The tall reed in the matured horsetail can also be used, but with less value as the uh, chlorophyll inside the horsetail is decreased and also some of the vitamins and minerals are decreased. Uh, horsetail is also one of my favorites for kidney and bladder troubles. Um, I'm reminded of a story of a man in his late 70s uh, who could not urinate. And so he was so swollen up with accumulation of water that he couldn't walk without the help. Um, and he could not see his ankles due to the swelling. Uh, when he went to the hospital, he got zero results. Uh, his own son uh, received some horsetail to make some tea. And the old man just cussed and swore he didn't didn't want to take any of that blasted weed. But eventually his son convinced him. He tried it. 
the following morning, the older man was still cantankerous and cousining. And then he said he couldn't sleep all night because he had to get up and go to the bathroom a lot. And then he realized he could see his ankles and he could walk without aid, which really made him a believer in horsetail. It's most helpful when all other diuretics fail. Uh, I've used it with amazing results for all kinds of pain with rheumatism, arthritis, and gout. I've, I've also used it in patients for leg cramps, hemorrhaging, and childbirth. Oh, my goodness. Excellent results. Horsetail is also good for ulcerated legs, dropsy, itchy, itching rashes, herpes, hemorrhoids, visual defects, nervousness, nosebleeds, bedwetting. Let me see. Uh, I have to think. Depression, bursitis, bleeding gums, tonsillitis, disorders of the lungs, uh, disorders of the uterus and stomach, and chronic bronchitis. I feel very thankful to God for giving us such a powerful herb as horsetail. It's a very primitive plant. That the, Besides its therapeutic value, it also makes an excellent abrasive that they also call it scouring rush because you can use it to uh, in the wild or in the wilderness to scour your pots and pans when you are out cooking with your fire. <laughs> Horsetail is found growing around riverbanks and in other damp areas. It can also thrive in comparatively dry meadows and like around railroad embankments. This is not a grass. Uh, the parts used is the leaves and the stems. It's found anywhere in the United States. You can pick it any time, day or night. And the best time to collect it is between June and September. And then there's plantain or plantago. I use either the broad leaf or the narrow leaf of plantain in the same medicinal way. Both are distinct in that the veins and the leaves run parallel from stem to tip. There's a legend in India that tells of the mongoose after being bitten by a deadly cobra. It will go off into the field or the forest and it will find the antidote, which was plantain. Another herbalist uh, tells of when a toad was bitten by a deadly spider that it hurries to find plantain for its antidote. It's a common lawn pest. It is uh, good for dog bites, cuts, scratches, wounds, blisters, bee and wasp stains, open oozing store, score, store, I can't even talk, open oozing sores and all kind of skin maladies. Um, it's also great for lungs and bronchitis, bronchial asthma, phlegm in the lungs. Uh, a lot of people used it during this uh, COVID outbreak with the COVID-19. They went out and got some plantain or plantigo. They, they used it and I'm not saying that they were cured of this virus, but it did relieve their symptoms and the phlegm in their lungs would uh, be expelled. Uh, eating the seeds and leaves can strengthen weak children and adults. It also acts as an internal insecticide and it possibly making the skin odorless and tasteless to insects. The seeds are a laxative. Uh, soak about one gram of the seeds in 20 cc's of distilled water for about 24 hours. Take plenty of water with each 8-gram dose. It's also good for treating uh, conjuvitis uh, or pink eye. A warm poultice may be applied directly to the closed infected eye. And the standard infusion, or tea, uh, is using the distilled water. 
uh, is used effectively as a wash. The parts used are the entire plant. It's found all over the United States. Time of day collected is 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., and it can be collected between May and September. That does not mean that you cannot collect it any other time, but the medicinal values are not as high as if you collect them during specific times. So the next time you walk out on the lawn and you notice the humble plantain plant, offer a little, offer a little prayer and thank them for that helpful plant. Then there is mullen. In times past, the 1800s, 1700s, people used the mullen leaves as their version of toilet paper. It's a proud, majestic uh, herb. It, you can find it near your home, in the woods. Uh, we've got a lot of mullen growing around Ranch 2.0. And in the late summer, the stalks of the mullen look like myriads of people standing standing in a forest. Uh, they're extremely large. The grandfather plant is what they are called. Uh, for winter survival, the dried stalks make excellent tinder and can ignite easily. They're also excellent for making a bow drill uh, for, for a fire apparatus, and the leaves make excellent padding for shoes or bedding. So if you're out and about and you need, you lost your sleeping bag or for whatever reason you are in the woods and you have nothing, you can use the stalks and the leaves to make yourself something warm to keep warm with out there. The mullein seeds have been used to catch fish in ponds when thrown in. They're like a, a narcotic, and they cause a temporary stupor in the fish. Mullein also um, has many medicinal uses. Dried, the leaves can be smoked to ease throat and lung congestions. They can also be made into a tea for similar effects. The flowers and leaves have been used for bruises, frostbite, hemorrhoids, Earaches, blisters, mastitis, stomach cramps, digestive system orders, uh, skin rash, and they're marvelous for easing, easing uh, tooth pain. They are a very proud plant. They're soothing and calming to your central nervous system. They're soft, the leaves are soft and pliable that no herbal survivalists can resist plucking one or two along the way just in case of an emergency and they run out of toilet paper. Uh, the uh, leaves can also be cut into long strips and dried to be used as like oil lamps or oil wicks. The plant is rich in iron, magnesium, potassium, sulfur, and calcium phosphate. The parts used as leaves, flowers, and roots, and you can find them mid to western United States. The date Time of day collected is 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and the best time of the year to collect them is July and August. Then there's the dandelion, the plant or the weed that everybody hates in their yard. Every spring, this weed pops up, and people are spraying with chemicals on this weed, and they use spades and shovels. They break their backs trying to get rid of it, and it just keeps coming back up. They have no idea what they have in their yard. Uh, the dandelion is a good friend of the survivalist, is, and it's much needed for the suffering of mankind. It's good as a tonic to be taken year-round as a tea. The, the fresh stems from it will bring quick relief to chronic inflammation of the liver. It helps relieve stomach cramps, stimulates the liver and gallbladder, 
It's a good blood purifier. A diuretic helps chronic skin disorders such as rashes, eczema, and acne. It helps the flow of gastric juices. And added to salads makes a really good health aid, which adds huge amounts of vitamin A. It's also good for poor eyesight and night blindness. People with chronic fatigue should be drinking nettle and dandelion tea together, equal parts, three to cup, three to five cups a day. You can use it in your coffee. You can put it in your teas. The parts used are the leaves and the roots. You can find them anywhere in the United States. They, the time to collect it, the best time is 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., and the best times to, to gather them is June to November. A shepherd's purse is one of my favorites for uh, bleeding patients. It's named for its unusual heart-shaped seed pod, and it can be found almost anywhere in the United States. So when a situation arises where someone is bleeding from a cut or wound, you can uh, rest assured that if you have shepherd's purse close by, it will help stop the bleeding. And we've used it to stop bleeding during childbirth, which a lot of success. Also, for bleeding of the nose, stomach, intestines, uterus, and hemorrhoids, um, hemorrhaging, hemorrhoids, it also uh, helps regulate in a douche for fibroid tumors of the uterus. The tea will also stimulate the bowels and the kidneys. Shepherd's Purse is excellent for equalizing blood pressure, high and low blood pressure. It will bring your blood pressure down or it can increase your blood pressure if it is low. It is good for relief and earaches. Uh, You can crush the plant to a pulp, put several drops in the ear canal, and place a sterile cotton or some type of paper over the ear opening. It's good for nosebleeds. Chew or crush up the plant to moisten the pulp and insert it into the bleeding nostrils. It will stop the bleeding. It's It's a must on camping trips or on a hike when accidents are just bound to happen. You can use it internally and externally. Bleeding should never be a life-threatening situation if you have shepherd's purse. Uh, it looks like I am getting a call, but I cannot hear the caller. So I will. 801, you're live on the air. 801, you're live on the air. Hi, Kate. Well, hello. Jim. Hello. Hello. I just had a a little word of experience about mulling as toilet paper. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, you want to go with the grain if you're using toilet paper. (laughs) Because the the little hairs and their little fuzzy leaves, if you go against the grain... They can cause a little bit of minor irritation. Just my experience. I was just going to ask, was this speaking from experience? Oh, just speaking from experience where it's like, oh, that's backpackers toilet paper. Well, yeah, you got to kind of know where to where you're going with that. Well, that is appreciated. Do you have any questions? Oh, absolutely none right now. Um, but uh, just wanted to, you know, as soon as you mentioned toilet paper, I was like, ooh, you really want to make sure that you're going with the grain on that. So, just my suggestion from personal um, itchy experience. (laughs) I appreciate that, Jim. Thank you for the call. (laughs) 
Thank you very much. Take care, Kate. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Shepherd's Purse is uh, also rich in vitamin C and K. It's a lawn weed and can be found along roadsides and moist areas around living quarters. Weather permitting, it will grow year-round. Uh, the parts used is the entire plant. It's found anywhere in the United States. It's collected between 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and the best time to collect it is between April and September. And then there's chickweed. Uh, chickweed is also known as the anti-itch weed for the herbalists. Uh, it's great for uh, the itch in uh, dangly bits in boys and girly bits for the girls. It's one of the most widely distributed plants in the world, and it can be found in almost every lawn or garden. And it's characterized as thin, winding vines with tiny blue, excuse me, with tiny white flowers. If I remember that correctly, we've used it for all kinds of skin disorders, ranging from rashes, abrasions, bruises to boils, blisters, and burns. It's also a remedy for constipation, and it helps to move the bowel. It's used for bronchitis or sinus headaches. It also helps without drying out the nasal passages. The parts used are the leaves, stems, and flowers. It's used anywhere in the United States. You can find it. uh, You can collect it anywhere from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., and the best time to, to collect it is May to July. And then there's elderberry plant. The elderberry can be found throughout the United States and as far north as Canada. It's a shrub. It can be along roadsides. And you can partake in the healing virtues of this plant. If I'm trying to remember elderberry. I know, I know it is on my list, so bear with me here while I think about it. Uh, I've used it on many occasions to alleviate fevers due to cold and flu. Uh, wounds can also be helped by washing them with the tea. The elderflower are also good to cleanse the blood for headaches and upset stomachs. Uh, but there is a warning if I remember correctly, the warning is the leaves and roots are poisonous. So the unripe fruit can cause diarrhea and vomiting. Also, by mixing elderberry flower tea with tallow, it can make a good drawing salve for boils and splinters. The ripe berries can be lightly boiled and mashed and used for burns. The leaves can be bruised and worn in a hat band or under the hat to repel insects. I like that. The bark from the young trees collected in the autumn makes a strong purgative and in smaller doses can be helpful in treating cardiac and renal dropsy. The flowers can be collected and mixed with pancake mix to enhance its flavor and texture. Elderberry jam is an excellent source of vitamin B17 and a warm infusion or a tea of the flowers makes a good wash for inflamed eyes. The emergency field use would be mash the leaves and rub on your face or place the broom or the hat, like I said before. And if where you live is anything like where I live, just before the sun goes down, every mosquito in Kentucky decides to converge at Ranch 2.0. The parts used are the flowers, leaves, and bark. It's can find it anywhere in the United States. It's collected between 8 and 10 a.m. 
11 a.m. and 1 p.m. and between 2 and 4 p.m. That's the leaves between 8 and 10 a.m. Now that I'm remembering it, the bark is collected between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. and the flowers are between 2 and 4 p.m. And it, like I said, it's found anywhere in the United States. Then there's the mint family. What can you compare to a hot mint tea? You've got catnip, peppermint, spearmint, horse mint. All of these different mints each have, they have similar characteristics, um, but they have different medicinal uses. Let's take catnip, for example. It's used for soothing the nerves, digestion, colic, enemas to put out toxins, to pull out toxins. It is good for fevers, gas, stomach acid, and to help urination. Peppermint is a remedy for toothache, nausea, colic, gas, headache, insomnia, fevers, dysentery, and it makes a delicious tea. Folklore uh, records that chewing the root will produce personality changes from a meek, docile individual to a fierce, courageous person. I should have thought that of, thought of that before. The parts used are flowers and leaves. It's found anywhere in the United States. The best time to collect it is 10 to 11 a.m. And the best time, best time of year to collect it is August. And with spearmint, it's used for the same conditions as peppermint. And we'll get to peppermint here pretty soon. It is especially good during pregnancy when peppermint is not tolerated. All of the mints should be collected from areas which are partially shaded by a bush or a tree canopy. Mints collected under partial shade have higher amounts of oil in their leaves than those growing in open sunlight or in the shadows. Spearmint is generally less potent than peppermint, and it's better adapted to children's doses. Um, I usually recommend the spearmint for children. Uh, sometimes uh, teenage children cannot tolerate the peppermint because it is too strong in taking care of a respiratory uh, ailment. And when collecting the mints for drying and storage purposes, you cut the stem two or three inches above the ground and tie loosely into bunches. Uh, hang the tied plants in a warm, dry indirect lighted area place the dried herbs in an airtight container because they're very uh, uh, they have a tendency and ability of a substance to draw moisture from the air never boil any mint because it will destroy the medicinal contents when i make a a tea i boil the water and then i pour the water over over the uh, tea itself or the the herb itself to make the tea. The parts used are flowers and leaves. They're fine anywhere in the United States. The time of day collected is 11 a.m. The best time of year to collect is August to September. And then there's horse mint. This is a field mint. It's easily available and it's good for colds, colic, gas, and diarrhea. It's very delicious and a very good medicinal herb. It uh, readily yields its medicinal virtues to an infusion or a tea, but the oil yields even better to an alcoholic tincture. The oil of horsemen is useful in treating rheumatism or where uh, rubefacients or uh, an agent that reddens the skin are indicated. The parts used are flowers and leaves. It's found anywhere in the United States. Collection time is 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., and the best time of year to collect is August. 
Then there's peppermint. Given equal quantities and quality, peppermint is more potent than any of the other mints. In a general rule, uh, using the plant, peppermint is for adult and spearmint for a child. If you plan to cultivate this plant, don't use the same soil for more than two consecutive years for the soil won't support the nutritional requirements uh, beyond that time period. Peppermint is violently disliked by rats and mice and it can be useful for their eradication. Parts used are the leaves and stems where found as you tire United States. Time of day collected is around 11 a.m. between August and September. And then there's pennyroyal, which is also a mint. It's used for colds, flus, fever, jaundice, gas, and epilepsy. The caution is to pregnant women that the oil should never be used and the dosage should not exceed more than one to two two cups of tea a day. Uh, If in doubt, do not do it. The oil should never be used by a pregnant woman and the dosage should well be regulated to stay within the the recommended dosages by your healthcare provider. By crushing the tender leaves and rubbing it on the exposed surfaces of skin, it can actually repel insects. And when cultivating pennyroyal, select the American uh, genus if if you are in the Americas. I know I have several people uh, listening that are from overseas. Uh, the American genus can withstand the colder North American climate if you have it. Uh, cultivated here. The parts used are flowers, leaves, and stems. You can find it anywhere in the United States. It's collected from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., anywhere from June to August. Alfalfa. It's used as a crop for all livestock. It's very powerful. Uh, and he was one of the little rascals, and too. Ox care. It's has a deep root, sometimes reaching down as far as 30 feet, and it extracts vitamins and minerals from the earth, such as vitamin A, E, and K, biotin, folic acid, zinc, selenium, magnesium, potassium, silicon. A lot of people don't think that the alfalfa that they feed their horses is good medicinally. It's also good for uh, inflammation due to arthritis. It's used for cleansing the blood, stimulating the appetite, and a tonic for all types of wasting disorders like uh, when you have to poop. Externally, it's used for burns, cuts, bruises, and to prevent scar tissue from forming. It's also been known to heal skin damaged by, by radiation. Alfalfa and red clover are from the same family. Uh, parts used is everything above ground can find anywhere in the United States time to pick is 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and you can pick it anywhere between uh, May and August and I mentioned red clover Uh, red clover is uh, anywhere in the United States it's like I said from the alfalfa family it is a blood purifier it's high in potassium chromium magnesium or magnes phosphate calcium magnesium, I said that, and niacin. Uh, Because of its high amounts of chromium, it protects the heart and is essential in producing glucose uh, tolerance factor, or uh, GTF, which is uh, necessary in the production and utilization of insulin. Red clover has traditionally been used to cleanse the blood and expel any waste in the system that is in your bloodstream. It also helps move mucus out of the lungs. 
It has a calming effect on the whole central nervous system. It's one of the best herbs that we have to assist in chronic illnesses, both in adults and children. The infusion or the tea can be taken place as a, as in place of coffee, uh, which can also be a good purifying effects to the bloodstream. Parts used as the flower and blossoms can be found anywhere in the United States. Collection time is 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. between May and August. Then there's comfrey. Comfrey is of the borage family. It's an excellent plant to cultivate year-round. Uh, it grows best in shady environments and reproduces uh, by seed or by vegetated division of the roots. Uh, usually in the fall is when you want to do that. Uh, the roots are very brittle and only a small part will grow into a new plant. The name comfrey indicates one of the therapeutic uses, uh, con firma referring to the uniting of the bones. It's also known as the bone knitting herb. Its use uh, as a vulnerary is due to its ability to reduce swelling in fractured areas, allowing the union of the bones to take place. It's rich in vitamins and minerals, vitamin B1, B2, C, B12, E, allotonin, iron, mag- manganese, calcium, phosphorus. It's been used successfully in a variety of ailments uh, such as diarrhea, dysentery, coughs, bleeding lungs, internal pains and bruises, as a douche uh, in, in women, broken or crushed bones, ulcerous uh, or odiferous sores, traumatic injury to the eyes, amputations and burns. Uh, use only United States grown comfrey if you are from the United States, European varieties contain alkaloids and should be avoided. Excellent substitute for coffee. Equal parts dried comfrey root, dried dandelion root, and dried chicory. There are no side effects and it tastes amazing. You can use the entire plants found anywhere in the United States. The time collected is usually around 5 p.m. from April to September. And then there's garlic that wards off vampires. Three cloves of garlic are equal to one adult dosage of penicillin. Garlic is in the lily family. It's used extensively as a primary infection fighter during World War I before the availability of sulfur drugs and penicillin. Uh, That was to combat suppuration, which is uh, the formation of pus, the uh, kind of like the act of conver- converting into pus. It resulted from the battle wounds. Garlic was used to to be a bactericide. It destroyed pathogenetic bacteria, which le- left the, the the beneficial person totally unharmed. But if you use garlic, crushed garlic, on the skin directly, it will burn your skin. The plant may be collected from the ground at most any time of the year. The best time to collect the bulbs is one week after the first fall frost. Uh, use use a little personal creativity when you uh, prepare garlic for medicinal treatments. Do not use aluminum cookware. Use stainless steel corningware, porcelain, or heat-resistant glassware when repairing preparing any plant 
Wild garlic and wild onion leaves and stems can be mashed and bruised by vigorously rubbing them between your hands and applying the expressed juices to the exposed skin to ward off insects. The wild onion helps take the wild garlic burn away from the skin, but the odor from the sulfur of the garlic uh, repels the insects. The parts used as flour, stems, and bulbs you can find anywhere in the United States. Time to pick it is 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., and you can collect it between September and October. Rose hips. Rose hips is the highest form of natural vitamin C one can get. Uh, This plant is obviously from the rose family. There are many vitamin and nutritional points to this herb. Excuse me. There's with the size of the hip contains 350 to 500 milligrams of vitamin C. There are many species of this plant, all of which contain high vitamin C content. The cult- cultivated roses can be used, but the wild varieties are the better sources. You can also make rose hip jam. You uh, avoid the use of any aluminum cookery. You can place four pounds of the freshly collected and washed rose hips into a stainless steel or porcelain cooker. Add five cups of cold water. Heat to a boil. Boil for 15 minutes. Press and strain through a sturdy muslin cloth into a saucepan. Add one whole lime or one half of a lemon, one pound of sugar, and one-fourth pound of honey to each pound of strained hips. Mix well. Heat on low temperature for 25 to 30 minutes, stirring frequently. When the jam begins to simmer vigorously, continue to heat for about 10 more minutes. Place in mason jars and seal as you do your regular canning. This is some of the best jam that I have tasted. There's many recipes for rose hips, so you can probably Google search it and find many, many, many recipes. Drinking as a tea works well during cold and flu season because of the high vitamin C content. The parts used are the flowers or the hips. You can find it anywhere in the United States. Collect it 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. through September to November. At red, raspberry, red raspberry leaves. They say that red raspberry leaves have has uh, 27 of the major 92 nutrients that our bodies need daily to remain alive. It's great during cold and flu season to help alleviate uh, any of the symptoms. It helps with canker sores, mouth sores, sore throats as a gargle. It helps rid dysentery and diarrhea, especially in children. Uh, During the latter time of gestation, the expectant mother should substitute her regular tea if she's drinking tea with red raspberry leaf tea. Um, It strengthens the reproductive organs, and the result would be a less traumatic birth and practically no hemorrhaging. In combination with flax seeds, it's great for constipation. You would use one ounce of red raspberry leaves to one and a half ounce of flaxseed, and you drink it as a tea as much as you want. There are no side effects. The parts used are leaves and fruit. You can find them anywhere in the United States. Time of day collected 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., and you collect them in July and August. That chamomile is out there almost everywhere. It's a member of the sunflower family. It's a nice garden plant. 
it has antiseptic properties and contains calcium and potassium. It soothes the central nervous system. It calms the brain as a mild sedative. Generations have used the tea as a remedy for simple cases of indigestion. Uh, herbalists also use it as an appetite stimulant and as an anti-inflammatory or an agent that reduces the pain or swelling resulting from in any type of injury. Research seems to validate these uses as well as the tea's uh, treatment in upset stomach and menstrual cramps. The parts used is flowering heads. Entire United States is where it's found. From 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. is the best time of day to collect it, and you the best time of year to collect it is July and August. Then there is cattails, and now I have to find cattails. Okay, the stalk of the cattails can be dried and used as a torch. The bulb can be boiled like a potato and eaten as you would a mashed potato. The bulb can be eaten or dried and ground to make flour so you can make uh, flour, uh, excuse me, breads and biscuits and things like that. Uh, the medicinal uses of cattail includes poultices made from split and bruised roots that can be applied to cuts, wounds, burns, stings, and bruises. The ash of the burned cattail leaves can be used as an antiseptic or septic for wounds. A small drop of honey, uh, often found near the base of the plant, can be used as an antiseptic for small wounds and toothaches. The utility of cattail is uh, limited only by your imagination. You, uh, cattail is in any nuclear, not saying that we're going to have any nuclear strike or anything like that, but in any nuclear strike, it is the only plant and or herb that will survive. It will not uh, secrete any of the uh, nuclear activity into the root or into the plant itself, so it is safe to consume. The dried stalks can be used for hand drills and arrow shafts. The seed heads and dried leaves can be used as tinder. The seed head fluff can be used for pillow and bedding stuffing or as a down-like insulation in your clothing. If you're out in the woods and you see cattail and it's starting to get cold, we used to do search and rescue. So in search and rescue, if the individual or the victim did not have the clothing, the proper clothing for the the climate that they are in, you can use the fluff to help for their insulation between their their skin and their clothing. The leaves can be used for construction of shelters or for women's seats or backs of chairs, which has been a tr- traditional use for hundreds of years. Uh, they can be woven into baskets, hats, mats, beds. The dried seed heads attached to their stalks can be dipped into melted animal fat or oil, and they can also be used as torches. Um, cattail has a long history of uses. You can look that up. You can Google search cattail, and you can find so much information about cattail. Um, a lot of people, when I have talked about wilderness survival, one of the things they ask me is, do not talk about pine needles. Well, I do talk about pine needles because pine needle tea 
has 17 major nutrients. It has a lot of vitamin C. The Native Americans introduced uh, pine needle tea to the white man. It's good for treating coughs and colds. According to the website, uh, Practical Primitive, pine needle tea is uh, high in vitamin A and C. If you drink it four or five times a day, the vitamin C content uh, has more vitamin C than an orange, a glass of orange juice. According to the Mayo Clinic, recent research indicates that vitamin C may have a wide variety of health benefits from pine needles. Uh, it helps treat urinary tract infections and colds and aiding the absorption of iron. It is a good cold relief. Uh, you could do a pine needle bath for ailments such as uh, aromatherapy if you have muscle cramps or sore joints or uh, phlegm in your throat. Uh, you can take a, a hot bath and pine needle. Uh, it, sa- it sounds terrible, but it is awesome. Well, you smell like pine when you get out, so that's awesome. You can prepare the pine needle tea. You can pick a handful of pine needles, remove the papery brown coverings at the ends, and chop the needles into about half half inch pieces. You pour a cup of very hot, not boiling, water over a tablespoon of chopped needles, and you can drink that. You can sweeten it with honey, and it will it will really really help with the phlegm. Um, I do not know how much time we have left, uh, but I'm sure we have some time because my timer didn't go off. Uh, I think I am out of herbs. Does anybody want to call in and ask any questions? In the meantime, while we're waiting for any caller to call in, uh, pine essential oil, if you can make an essential oil, is widely used as a massage oil and a bath oil. Uh, Pine oil is also added in many household products due to its aroma. You can use it as a disinfectant for injuries, as an antiseptic. You can use to treat boils, cuts, sports injuries, athlete's foot. Uh, The usage of pine oil would be add four to six drops of the undiluted pine essential oil to warm bath water or dilute 50-50 ratio with organic coconut oil or olive oil. And you can apply it to the chest for respiratory distress. You can also put it in an aromatherapy uh, diffuser. The cautions and side effects of pine oil is essential pine oil should be used with care because it is very powerful. If left undiluted, it can irritate your skin and mucous membranes. Internal consumption may be hazardous to human health and can be dangerous as there's a possibility of kidney damage. It should also not be given to people who are suffering from kidney disorders. Pine, pine essential order oil, uh, excuse me, I have rented lips. It's been a long day. Pine essential oil can cause irritations of a highly sensitive skin. It must be diluted to put it directly on your skin. Children and elderly people should not be given pine essential or, uh, oil at all because it can cause hypertension. Uh, 
it is my suggestion that that you get to know a lot of herbs intimately. Uh, have them on hand, either dried or in a tincture form. You never know when you're going to need them, and your life and your family's life could de- could depend on it. Uh, getting back to uh, comfrey, since we have some time, there has been a study on comfrey saying that it causes uh, liver damage in humans. Yet, if you look at the study, if you have access to that sort of thing, if you look at the study, they used... 150 times the amount of comfrey in a human to cause that type of damage. They used it in a rat, and in the rat, they used over a thousand times a regular dosage. So, of course, if you're going to use something in excess like that, it can cause damage. That, that is not just comfrey. That is any herb or any medication. It, it can and will cause liver damage. So, I would not be afraid to use comfrey. I am usually not afraid to use comfrey for any of my herbal remedies that I, I do make. I have used comfrey on patients, and comfrey has done very, very well for me. Um, nobody wants to call in. Nobody wants to ask any questions. Okay. Well, you can use elder uh, flowers on different critters. I'm trying to go through my my notes in my head on certain things. I I had this all planned out to do a total hour show, but apparently I thought and spoke faster than what I had anticipated. So um, let's hit Tansy. Uh, I do, do not believe that I had mentioned Tansy. Tansy is a member of the sunflower family as well as as the other families that I've talked about, this plant should never be used by women who are pregnant. Uh, overdoses, such as the oil of tansy, may be a neurotoxin. During the hunting season, tansy leaves can be stripped from the stems and placed in a deer or elk bag to keep the flying insects away from the meat. <coughs> Excuse me. Rubbing the bruised leaves on exposed body surfaces will also act as an insect, re- insect repellent. A more permanent form can be made by bruising the leaves and soaking them in olive oil or a good mineral oil. Tansy also expels worms like pinworms and is great for relieving painful menstruation. I believe the parts used are the seeds and leaves. You can find them anywhere in the United States from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And the last half of July and the full month of August is the best time of year collected. Uh, we can hit cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper is a member of the nightshade family. It's one of the finest botanicals available and its therapeutic uses should be studied to perfect its application to human needs. I could write pages upon pages of cayenne pepper or capsicum. Few people, uh, well, or I should say, okay, For people having trouble keeping their feet warm at night, place a small amount of cayenne in the socks and sleep with the socks on. It'll solve the cold foot problem. 
and cayenne should be used as a on a daily basis for its uh, nutritive qualities. It's rich in vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin B1, and vitamin G. Its mineral content includes calcium, phosphorus, and iron. It should be used in conjunction with many other botanicals as a stimulant, uh, for there is none equal to cayenne pepper as a stimulant. The oils of cayenne stops bleeding when applied applied directly to the wound. It stabilizes or normalizes blood pressure. I will get back to both of those in a moment. It can stop a heart attack. It removes excess mucus secretions. It helps increase circulation. There's so many positive qualities to cayenne pepper. Uh, Let's hit the... um, Blood pressure. If you have low blood pressure, it will bring your blood pressure up to normal. If you have high blood pressure, it will bring your high blood pressure down to normal. It can stop a heart attack. I have uh, in the emergency room, I have had multiple patients come in where they were having a heart attack and we did not have time to get medication into them. So we, we did a vial of cayenne pepper under their tongue and by the time you can count to three they were no longer having a heart attack Uh, and that bought us time to get a cardiologist to see the patient i have been written up i do not know how many times by hospital administration uh, because uh, we have stopped a heart attack you would think that they would be happy that we did what we did but because it is unconventional hospitals highly frown upon unconventional methods it removes excess mucus secretions it does if you um if you have mucus in the lungs you will cry like you are at the altar when you consume cayenne pepper but it does not burn it is a it it is a, a spice it is an herbal spice it is not something that will burn your skin it just it's just hot as a spice it helps increase circulation i i have had people who have been almost blind and if you use herbal eyebright which is a specific herb called herbal eyebright mixed with cayenne pepper um I do not know the specific formula right off my head, but if you if you look it up, I'm sure you can find it through Dr. Christopher's School of Natural Healing. He he has a formula, but uh, with herbal eyebright and cayenne pepper, you put a couple of drops in the lower portion of your eye, and like I said, you will cry like you're at the altar. But it definitely helps bring the good blood to the area in the blood vessels, and I am not saying that you see better immediately, but you will start seeing a huge difference in your sight. So, with that being said, this is Around the Campfire with Kate. Stay out there to survive, thrive, stay alive. I know we all have it in us. Until next time, this is Kate signing off.